You're here, which means that you've found spirit crumbs, leading you to your inner light worker. I will be sharing how these tiny little hints from the universe have led me to where I am today. I hope that by hearing my story and the stories of others, you'll pick up your own spirit crumbs along the way that will lead you to somewhere magical. Thanks for coming along for the journey. Let's see where it takes us. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Spirit Crumbs. I am your host, Andrea McCallum. I am an artist and a healer. So this has been rolling around in my mind for a while now, and it just kind of flowed through me today. And it's something that is spiritual in nature, but also just something that I think we all can relate to. The topic is decluttering, but for me, this isn't just in terms of like getting rid of things in your space, but also in every aspect of life. I think we don't even notice that we are hoarding things or cluttering our lives because we only see what's in front of us in like the material world. So if we look around and like we have a really tidy space, we might think to ourselves, no, I have everything pretty organized. But if you have a million things going on in your mind and you fill your schedule to the brims, you have no breathing room there and you have all of these extra commitments that no longer mean anything to you, this is also a form of clutter because it takes up space in our lives, whether we can see things or not, anything that we are spending our time or energy or money or any sort of resources on needs to be something that's aligned for us. I started thinking mostly about this in depth today because I have to go pick up some sculptures that were in an exhibition before everything closed down in April, I guess. I think part of the reason this sparked this idea was because the sculptures themselves, they are about the size of a phone. I made them in like little herb trays uh, that you get at the grocery store and they are concrete and then they have paper pulp shaped into different types of like moss and things. I was imitating photos that I had and then they're encased in resin. And the idea behind this was this thing that kept playing around in my mind because I go for walks in nature and there's this part of me that just, I like to collect things. And I think it's like the cancer moon that I have where I just like to have things that I love around me. And I would see all of this beautiful moss and leaves and things in nature, but there's the part of me that is like, I don't want to take anything from nature, so I don't. I leave everything where it is, yet I want to physically have it in my home because I like it. Like I have plants in my apartment because I love having them there. And so the kind of only intermediate thing to do is to take a photo and then just having them on my phone. And so sometimes I'll make them my phone background. And that was kind of where this idea came from because when I would like open up my home screen, there would be this like little version of it encased and trapped in my phone. And I started thinking about it and I was like, why do I feel the need to just have it for myself? I could think about it and have a memory of being there and know that I enjoy that. And somehow it's, I need to physically have it. And I started when I was doing this project, trying to think of what I was going to do for my final project. 
um, for our final exhibition. I just, I had been using all of these different materials. I knew that I wanted to use resin, which I was the only one I hadn't really used a lot yet. And I was like, you know what? I could probably make one of these little like moss things that would look like it's on stone with the concrete. And then that could be my way of physically having this like object at home. When I started making them, I actually, to be honest, preferred them without the resin because the paper is very delicate and gets kind of smushed in the resin. So it turned into this weird version of it with the resin, which I'll probably share a photo on my Concrete and Crystals page when I get them back. But it's just, it was this whole idea of like, how can I have this without taking from nature? But then like, why do I need to have something that's not nature? Like, why do I need a reminder of it? I could just go back out into nature. And so that thought came back to me when I realized I had to go pick that up finally. And I started thinking about how many pictures and photos I have on my phone of my walks in nature. And there's just an abundance of them. And it's overwhelming to think like, what am I going to do with these? I know I don't want to print them all. And I don't want to share them all because there's a lot, like how many photos of the same grouping of moss do I need? But apparently the answer is like 72. Why? I don't know. And I did realize that over the this past season, like the spring, summer this year, when I was going for my walks, I was using that as a walking meditation. So I actually was a lot more present and I did share like little clips of video in my stories, but I did not take nearly as many photos as I used to. And I think this year I've already let go of so much. Being present was just so much easier for me this past season. And I realized that, like I said, from going through my photos and I think like digital clutter is what so many of us can relate to because we have to just take a photo of everything that is interesting to us or everything that we think we might want to remember later. And then we never go back to it. I mean, sure, once in a while you might when something sparks that thought. But for me, I just realized that this year being more present, I actually didn't take as many. And that got me thinking, like, how can we do that in other areas of our lives? Applying that to different areas can make us maybe be more present all the time and have less clutter, less thoughts that are just ruminating and not feeling the need to hang on to them. And so I started actually, without realizing it, going on this journey in the last while because all of these problems, and I'm using air quotes because they're not really problems, but just things that were bothering me that were coming up were all around trying to empty my mind and to, yes, actually physically declutter. I have been getting rid of a lot of stuff. And I realized I've been doing this in so many areas of life. So as most of you know, my, everything that's like from relationships to jobs to school, I've really done an overhaul in the last six months. But something else that I started doing is, for example, like when I was talking about the thoughts that are in my head all the time, instead of going from like one thought to the next and feeling the need to like act on every single thing that comes in my head, I started leaving notepads in every room of my house so that when I have an idea or like when something's bothering me and I have too many thoughts, I can write some of them down and then I don't feel like I'm losing them. But at the same time, 
I don't have to hold on to them. And I can look at them after at the end of the day and anything that I don't need, I can just toss it out or I can just cross them off. And like, then I'm not holding on to that energy. I think that that has been really helpful for me because I don't have that like panic of like, what if I don't remember this later and I need this thought for something? Or like, I have these ideas, like I get a lot of really big downloads and um, inspirations for creative projects and for offerings. And I have to realize that like, I don't have to do them all at that moment. It's just, they're flowing through. And sometimes I'm like, okay, I think that's great, but I've learned to be like, that's not necessarily for me. It doesn't really align with what I'm trying to do right now. And this has actually been like almost a spiritual way of decluttering because I share what I am learning to share when things come up for me so that I don't hold on to it, waiting for the perfect moment to share it. And that too has been a source of decluttering because before I would have photos and ideas and things that were just stored on my phone or saved somewhere or typed out as a caption for an imaginary post that I'm never gonna do. Then I realized like, oh, the moment is gone. Like that, that energy was for that moment and it was a choice in that moment. Am I going to share this or is this something I can let go of? I never would have thought that that would have such a big impact, but it, it really has. I've learned to not hold on to something for a long time if I don't think it's going to apply later. It's like in that moment, should I share this now or should I just appreciate this moment and this thought and let it go? So that has been super helpful. And today when I was thinking about those resin sculptures, I started thinking about how this hoarding and clutter really reflects those the ideas of like scarcity and lack and this idea that we will not have that moment again or if we won't have enough if we don't hold on to it or that we're missing out on something and what I was really thinking on and the message that was coming through was this idea of just letting things flow through us feeling like we will have enough and that it's just something that we need to be present for in that moment. And this was relating to, it was coming through and it was kind of giving me the idea that we need to treat all different like resources and moments and all of the parts of our lives. We need to treat it the way that we're told in, you know, manifestation and all of these other practices, how we need to think of abundance and money as like just an energy that flows through us if we're hoarding it too much and feeling like we won't have enough then we're not going to get more but if we are able to give and receive and understand that giving is a part it has to flow through us there are things we need to spend our money on and we will get more this understanding that it's more of a cycle and an energy then we can apply that to other things and so even if you think of love, like you need to give love in order to receive it. It's not going to be very sustainable if only one side, one person is giving all the love and the other person's just taking it all. That's not sustainable. And so I started thinking and the idea that came to me was that a moment, stay with me on this one, a moment is like its own autonomous thing. Same with like a thought or an idea or an inspiration. And it's in that moment that we need to be present to fully allow it to flow through us in the way that it's meant to. And I thought of this because 
the moment I thought of this was kind of funny because what I was doing was I was sitting at my desk in my office where I have a nice view outside. I can see trees and I've had the windows open because it's been really nice and cool, but also sunny. And I was literally eating old stale cold pizza and just living in the moment. I didn't have anything open, no screens or anything. And I was in the middle of reflecting on this at that point when I, this idea came to me that like this was a moment and I didn't need to record it. I didn't need to have a photo of it, but I was appreciating it. And it was like, oh, well, it's because I'm being present and I'm just enjoying it. I'm just looking at the window, feeling the breeze, eating my stale pizza, which I always like cold pizza. The thought in that moment was that like, I am allowing this moment to move through me. I'm not trying to trap it. I'm not trying to contain it. I'm not trying to save it for later. I'm just here in the moment, appreciating this really dull, bland experience that is part of being human. And it brought through this whole wave when I had that realization that we have this tendency to either experience life as a virtual reality by looking through our phones and capturing everything that happens to us through our phones. And I started thinking, are we even actually experiencing it? How can we be present if we're only seeing it through our phone with the intent? And we're thinking of the intention of posting it or like someone else seeing this at some point or showing people or remembering it later. But like, what good is it to have the proof to remember later if we didn't experience it the first time? What are we remembering? Are we remembering that we were standing with our phone? I don't understand like why we have, I do it too. I do it all the time. I'm always taking photos of things like I'm going to use this later. And then it's 4,000 photos in the camera roll later. Like, why do I have these? I'm, I'm not going to use them. All they do is fill up my phone. And then every few months I'm like, Oh, I have to go back and delete stuff. Cause I need more space to collect more weird moments. And yes, I do agree. There are things that I do want to capture and share remember later. And that makes sense. And that's fine. We all have those moments. Like obviously there's really special moments in our lives that we do want to capture. I'm not saying we shouldn't capture anything, but I think we need to really rein it in a little and say like, can I just be present today? And on the, on the flip side, I think that we also have a tendency to have a hierarchy of moments. And this was really profound for me when I was thinking about this, because I was like, why do I feel like I need to capture, let's say a family birthday, which is something that I think worth capturing. Why do I feel like that is important? But me sitting here eating this cold pizza, I'm enjoying this moment. And like, that is just as important to me because it's part of the human experience. You know what? I do need to start celebrating those like little moments just as much as these other things that we just as a society have decided are important. I think it's just as important to like declutter and like separate and think about like what we actually need to capture and what we can just experience. Because since I started, like I said, going for my walks and not pulling out my phone often, I also started telling myself that I wasn't going to just record video for no reason as often as I was before. And that I either was going to share it right to my story or make a reel out of it like right away 
and then not hoard it on my phone. And that's made a really big difference because it's only if I'm like already, if I've already been enjoying it and in the moment, and then after when I'm about to move on, I say, you know what, people might enjoy this. And then I'll take a video and share it. And that's the way that it's become more authentic to how I want to be sharing and capturing things because I've been so much more present. And like I said, even in my everyday life, a year ago, me sitting and eating cold pizza on a sunny day, I probably would have needed to pull my laptop in or put something on Netflix or be scrolling on my phone in order to be eating my pizza because I always felt like I had to be actively doing something. But today I was just like, the activity is just having my pizza and it's a nice day. I'm going to look outside. And this really got me thinking a lot because I thought back to like a moment being an autonomous thing and thinking like, why do we feel so entitled to like capture it and keep it stagnant in this like image that we may or may never look at again. And I thought of it as like a moment being something that's like wild and free. That's meant to just like pass on, pass on through us and have its own life and to evolve into the next moment. And it brought me back to my sculptures. Like I said, like this idea that I don't want to physically take the nature out of its home and like give it a new context. And so why am I always doing this with moments where I feel like I need, I should be able to have it for whenever it's convenient for me. And I'm like, how arrogant of me when, you know, the universe is just constantly creating these new experiences every second. Like we're never going to have the same moment again. And then that made me realize like part of our tendency to want to hold on to them stems into another topic I've brought up a few times, which is grief. Because when we realize we no longer can have a moment with a person or a version of ourselves or an identity that we had before, when we realize that it's no longer available, our memories become more valuable because they're more rare. And I think that that's why we have this tendency to hoard things and collect them in terms of like digital clutter and moments and photos. And so that just brought me back to thinking about being more intentional and appreciating those little moments because I was thinking also, I had this thought that came through and I was being shown like photos that I have in my collection. So I feel like this was spirit's way of like explaining why this was coming up and it was this idea that like we capture all the birthday parties and stuff and like that seems to be what we feel is important but my some of my favorite photos that i have are like just random days when i took a photo of someone like making something in the kitchen like i have a photo of my mom just like we were we had just moved into a new house when i was like 10 and i had a little camera and she was just there was dishes on the counter. We were just unpacking. There's a box of like cereal on the counter and she's just kind of shrugging like, here we are in this moment. And it's like one of my favorite photos because it wasn't staged. It wasn't like any momentous like occasion. It was just a random morning when we were like trying to figure out how to have breakfast. And like, those are the memories that I think, like I said, I like simple moments that are just like eating pizza and like little things like that. And I think if more of us, realized that we'll have less regrets and less 
grief if we actually are fully present because yes, we're always going to feel grief. It's never going to go away. If we lose someone or there's something that we feel we've lost, that lingers and stays with us. But if we feel like we've been fully present with the people around us, we're going to have so much more of a rich understanding of who that person was and a really deep appreciation for them in life. And so I just feel like it became a very deep topic because it was very surface level when I started thinking about it with like the decluttering I've been doing to get rid of supplies. But even that, like it, it was difficult for me to get rid of these boxes of literal like recycling and garbage, like cans and jars and stuff. And it wasn't that I was just randomly keeping them. I had ideas for like sculptures and projects and things that I would use them for. But it got to a point where I realized like, I'm really holding on to these. The real reason is because I'm done school and it's the beginning of September and everyone's on campus and I'm not, you know, I'm at home starting a new chapter, which is exciting. But at the same time, I don't have that experience anymore. It's never going to be the same. I'm not going to be that version of me in that moment, in those classrooms, in that program. It's not going to happen. And so I had to just be like, you know what? I have so much appreciation for the moments I did have when I was there. And this, these objects aren't going to enhance that, you know, I'm not going to sit looking at a box of old cans and jars and feel joy. It's just like taking up space that I don't need. I have no, I need space for the new things to come in. And so that's kind of the note I wanted to end on is that by letting go of the excess that we don't need, whether it's thoughts, digital clutter, emails, you know, like just things around us, stuff on our schedule that we don't enjoy anymore. We leave space for things that are more aligned with this new version of us that who you are today versus who you were when you made the commitment. Right. And like, yes, I believe that we should stay true to our commitments, but once they've run their course, we also have to be able to understand when it's time to move forward in a new way. And so I just wanted to put it out there that I think it would be really great if we started really being present and being excited about the little moments. And because gratitude is a vibration that brings in more abundance for us, I think that we need to understand that abundance isn't just money and things. It's also time and love and joy and that's just as important to our human experience. Like we're here to experience all of being human, not just the big things. We're here to experience having our hands on a hot cup of coffee on a morning that's chilly. And we're here to experience living in an apartment building where the heat doesn't come on till mid-October. And sometimes the morning routine is sitting under a blanket, checking emails. And, you know, those like little things that we just take for granted and then, like I said, there's this grief, like, for example, I started thinking about like, if I were to move somewhere else, I would never have this view again. I would never have this exact apartment, you know, I would not have this exact space. And so just being thankful for the little things. And so when I started thinking about like how to carry this energy forward and make more space, I started getting all these pictures of things that weren't even my own memories. It was just ideas of things that people could be grateful for and maybe could capture moments of to have a different energy. And they were really interesting. Like this is kind of the list that I had. It was 
um, like for example, your kid crying and like not wanting to have a bath, like that phase, you're not going to have that moment like that. They're not always going to be like that. They're going to grow up eventually and not need you to remind them. And that might be, it's funny too. Cause you're like, you don't want to be clean. What? Why? But it is a thing that kids do. Right. And then like cleaning beard hair out of the sink. If you have a partner and you have to do that, it's annoying, but one day you might not be able to do that. And I know that's really sad, but that was shown to me. It was like a specific image and just like those annoying habits people have where if you find the humor and find that they're endearing in some way, they're less irritating because you're like, this is the experience of living with this person. Yes, obviously there are things that people should do so that you don't have to be annoyed all the time, but just those little things like that. Maybe if you just reframe it, you won't hold on to that resentment because that's the thing you carry an energy. If you let something bother you over and over again, when it's not going to change, that's the moment where you decide, am I going to carry this with me or am, go am I going to let it go? Right? Like how much of your time is it worth taking up? Is this clutter? Am I, is this necessary for me to have this energy to hold on to? And two that came up for me specifically when I, started thinking about things that I appreciate are one refilling my Brita pitcher. I don't like refilling it, but I do feel very grateful that that's how easy it is for me to have clean water. I just have to turn on the tap and it will filter through this jug automatically. And I just have to pour the water back out again. And the fact that there's people in indigenous communities in Canada right now that don't have clean drinking water. And so that's something small where for me, it seems like an annoyance at the time, but then when I reframe it and I say, I should be grateful because I can actually do this. I can actually just pour water out and then I can drink it. Um, and then the other thing that's really weird that I just, for some reason, really love doing is refilling all of my spice jars because I buy my spices like in bulk. And then I have my little jars that I keep them in. And when a few of them get empty and I get to pull down the bigger box that I keep the other ones in and like fill them all up. And then I know next time I go to cook, I'm going to be so happy that they're all full and I don't have to go digging around for the little bags or containers of the other ones that are the excess is a very exciting feeling. And so just that, those are some things that bring me joy that are like everyday things. And I would really love to hear what yours are because this is something, this is a topic I could talk about for a long time because I am someone who likes the everyday and the little things. So feel free to share those with me. I am going to continue finding ways to declutter and to leave space for the magic to come in, as I like to say. And I really hope that you're able to do the same because I think there's so much going on in the world right now that the less we have to carry with us, the better. And then like in a physical and in a mental and a spiritual way, right? Like the more sim simple we can live, the more rewarding it's going to be, the more space there is to see that joy. Something else that I wanted to mention in terms of decluttering is actually clearing our own energy field. This is something that I've gotten a lot better at because I realized as an empath, I do actually hold on to people's energy. And there's so much stagnant energy that we have in our energy field that we don't know is there. So we hold on to emotions 
um, experiences, other people's energy. And it's just not necessary for us to carry that around all the time. And so you don't have to do anything overly special to clear that, but it is a good idea to, even if you want to like ask an angel or a guide, like I call on Archangel Michael to clear away any cords of energy that are attached to you and put healing white light around you. You can also just have that as an intention and imagine white light surrounding you. You can imagine a little broom clearing away energy. You can imagine it coming out of your feet into the ground, whatever makes you feel good about it. And for me, I also like to do Reiki because I do feel the difference um, clearing energy that way and just feel like I have a renewed sense of clarity. And I also really feel like anything stagnant has been shifted when I do a Reiki session for myself or when I receive one from someone else. And it's just sometimes good to have an overall balancing as well because I do feel good in the morning when I do like my clearing to get rid of energy, but I can still feel a little bit imbalanced sometimes. So just remembering that like we do hold on to energies if you're in like a big crowded place, it's good to just mentally make sure that you're decluttering that energy as well when you get home so you're not bringing it around with you everywhere and collecting more before you do the clearing. So I just wanted to put that out there as another source of clutter that we don't realize we're holding on to. And one of the things that I'm going to be doing is my seven week chakra healing journey. So this is a program I did before and just as like a test thing and it went really well. We all really enjoyed it. And it's seven weeks starting on September 22nd and each week on Wednesdays at 5 p.m. PST, 8 p.m. EST. We are going to do a half hour of energy healing where I'm focusing on one chakra at a time. So we'll be starting with the root chakra. And what I found happened is every week leading up to the next one, I would start to have hints of something coming up, some sort of a shadow or just a challenge or even just a boost of energy in that area. And by the time we got to the crown chakra, I just felt like so much lighter and I felt like I had made so much progress in different areas of my life that I was struggling in. And it just really seemed to help. And I got a lot of feedback from people who participated saying that they had experienced that as well. And so these are, there's no link or meeting or anything. It's just at that time, or if you can't um, join in energetically at that time, you can tune into the energy later with the intention that, that you're receiving the 30 minutes. And then on the, the last day, which is I think November 3rd, at 8.30 p.m. Eastern, after the energy session, we'll have a Zoom meeting to chat about what your experiences were. And it's just kind of a moment to check in with everyone, see how everyone's doing. It's Scorpio season. It's a lot of energy happening. And I feel like it's just a really good time to regroup. So I hope that I will see some of you there. Again, the first session is September 22nd. You can purchase the whole bundle for $222 Canadian. Um, and it works out to be like three and a half hours total of energy healing, plus the session at the end to talk about it and kind of decode it if you have questions. And each week is 3333 if you don't 
want to purchase it all at once, or if there's just particular chakras you want to experience, I would highly suggest doing all seven because for me, it was just really great, like going through as a system, since all our chakras work as one system, it was just really interesting to see the energy building from week to week. So you can always send me a DM on my spirit crumbs, Instagram or concrete and crystals where I'm hosting it and ask any questions that you have. And I am really excited to get started on that again, because I feel like I need a good energy cleansing and I feel like my chakras could use some work. So I hope you all have a wonderful week and I will see you in the next episode. Thank you so much for joining me on another episode of Spirit Crumbs. You can find me on Instagram for this podcast at Spirit Crumbs. Or you can also find me at Concrete and Crystals for my own spiritual offerings and more tidbits about my own journey. Thank you for listening and we'll see you in the next episode.